Hello! Well, it's been a minute since I've recorded a new episode, and I wanted to let you know what's going on. I'm writing a book, two actually, that will be published this year. I've heard from some of you that you're furiously taking notes as you listen to the podcast episodes. Some of you have even printed off the transcripts and are highlighting them and putting them in a binder. I love this so much and it has inspired me for book number two. So what you've been asking for, it's coming. Now, that said, I will be recording a new episode soon and we'll get back to a regular schedule. In the meantime, if you're interested in hearing about the book and knowing when it's coming out, be sure to go to trishazodi.com and get on my email list. You'll be the first to know. Now, here's the episode you came for. Hi, friends. It's Trisha Zodi. Welcome to my podcast. Another Beautiful Life, Restoration of Mind, Body, and Spirit After Brokenness. I am so excited that you're joining me here today as we walk this journey together. I believe that God is extending out His hand, offering each one of us the opportunity to be guided into restoration. I also believe that with restoration comes freedom, adventure, and great hope. These are the things He's calling us to. And I'm glad we can do this together. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 89. Skydiving is Adventure Therapy, part two. The intro to my podcast says, and I'll quote, Restoration brings freedom, adventure, and great hope. These are the things God is calling us to. I believe this with my whole heart. And do you know, I made that statement right when I started this podcast in November of 2020, before I even knew the fullness of what freedom, adventure, and great hope looked like. Last week, I began telling you of my great adventure of skydiving. There have been so many aha moments for me since that day, moments where I've been able to push myself beyond complacency or laziness or stubbornness, all because I willingly jumped out of an airplane 14,000 feet up in the air. In fact, the following Tuesday, I had planned to go to the gym, but it was a full day of coaching clients and I wanted to plop myself on the couch and veg instead. But I remembered my tennis shoes. The same shoes that I wear to the gym are the ones that were free falling 120 miles per hour and the same ones that touched the ground first after that amazing wild ride. Those same shoes were getting me to the gym and giving me air, so to speak, to fly through that workout. Boy, (laughs) I'm full of feeble puns today. But what I did was train my brain that I could do hard things. When I wanted to plop on that couch, my brain offered me an alternative suggestion. What if your body and your tennis shoes that just did something most people wouldn't do went to the gym to see what else your amazing self could do? This mind training so benefits me because when I face hard things in my life, things that I don't willingly choose, then my mind, will, and emotions already have evidence that I can overcome. It's a confidence boost, for sure. 
And last week, I talked about how experiencing a challenging adventure becomes adventure therapy. I left off by telling you that there are four areas of our life that are directly impacted by challenging adventures, which brings about positive results for personal growth. That's the therapy part. Those four areas are stress levels, self-efficacy, mindfulness, and subjective well-being. Stress, according to established theories, is the result of an interaction between external challenges and internal capabilities to cope with the challenges. Challenging adventures push the individual out of their comfort zone while providing emotional and instrumental support. It creates neural network memory, just like muscle memory, when we are faced with external challenges in life. For instance, just normal daily hassles include time pressures, pressures to perform, work hassles, environmental disturbances like noise, traffic, weather, financial worries, relationship troubles, and many others. And when you're able to face any fear you may have with an adventurous challenge and then push through and do it, then you know you can face anything and do anything. Your neural network is rewired to believe you can do hard and challenging things. And then your whole perspective of even the daily hassles of life seem to shift and not look so overwhelming. When you have a handle on overwhelm, your stress levels rapidly descend, just like a free fall. The second area of impact is self-efficacy. That's the belief in one's capacity to execute behaviors necessary to produce an outcome. Self-efficacy reflects confidence in the ability to exert control over one's own motivation and behavior. So it's you having control over you. It's your adult brain overriding the freaked out emotional primal brain. It's your ability to bring the logic and reasoning to the challenge. So for me, the first few questions I asked about skydiving and this business in particular was, one, how long have you been in business? Answer, 20 years. Two, how many tandem skydivers do you average in a day? Answer, 80. (laughs) Now note that this doesn't even include solo jumpers. Number three, what is your success rate on soul's return to earth safely? Answer, 100%. Number four, how do you know when your parachute is worn out and needs to be replaced? Answer, when it malfunctions. (laughs) Follow-up question, and when do you know that it is in this condition? And I knew the answer to that, when you're in the air. So, another follow-up question, and then what do you do? Answer, every pack has a backup parachute that's packed and inspected by the FDA every 180 days, even if it's never been used. And, number five, how many jumps does my tandem instructor have? Answer, over 15,000. And, by the way, she started skydiving when she was 12, y'all. Twelve. Now, let's go back to something I mentioned in part one from last week. 
There is a necessary psychological disequilibrium that should be experienced at the beginning of a challenge in order to attain a mental state between the comfort zone and panic zone to bring about the greatest amount of personal growth. This is the cognitive dissonance between understanding that I have the best possible odds of not dying in this adventure, coupled with the fear of the unknown that my brain clearly perceives as a threat. And what did they call that? The groan zone. But even in that last minute groan, before I got pushed out of the plane, I knew, I believed that I had control over myself and my brain that would prompt behaviors necessary to produce the desired outcome, and that was to jump out of that plane and have the adventure of a lifetime. This imprints on my brain that I experienced something challenging, which at first glance looked way too daunting, but that I accomplished it successfully. And if I've done it once, I can do it again, regardless of the challenge I face. The third area of benefit is mindfulness. Mindfulness refers to the awareness and acceptance of the experiences. It's paying attention on purpose in the present moment, without judgment, to the unfolding of the experience moment by moment. The article I referenced last week, Mental Health Benefits of Outdoor Adventures, by Michael Mutz and Johannes Mueller said, In outdoor adventures, individuals may be in a state of heightened arousal due to the novel, unpredictable environment and the challenging tasks to be completed. Outside of their usual routines, they are generally more open for the present moment experience and leave the autopilot mode, typical for our routine daily actions. This may help individuals to self-direct more attention to their own feelings and thoughts, as well as to the beauty of the surrounding natural environment, end quote. I talked about being in discomfort and how that could actually be for our good in episode number 79. That's because discomfort doesn't just move us, it changes us. When you're making a change, you actually have to step into the uncomfortable in order to learn something new or to put yourself in a position of newness, to venture out into the unknown so that you can see exactly what you're made of. But if you refuse, if you choose to stay where it's comfortable, you for sure will stay in the status quo. The last area of our life that is directly impacted by challenging adventures which bring about positive results for personal growth is subjective well-being. According to Mutz and Mueller, outdoor adventures are likely to impact an individual's momentary happiness and evoke positive emotional reactions, be it through mastery experiences, the beauty of the natural environment, or the social support received from the group. Moreover, mastery experiences may also have an impact on a person's global satisfaction with life. If successfully accomplished challenges are considered exceptional life achievements, then satisfaction ratings increase, end quote. So it's feeling good about oneself and then positive emotions are the result. Adventure Therapy 
reducing stress levels, bolstering self-efficacy, heightened mindfulness that grows you, and a personal sense of well-being in the accomplishment of the challenge. These are all the things and more that I've experienced since jumping out of that airplane. My life seems richer. I even feel a little bit more alive and present. It's like I'm seeing the world in a new way with a different lens. Things are more detailed, more intricate, distinct. Adventure therapy, and it's causing me to want to do more of that in my life. I might not have to jump out of an airplane every week to get it though, but I do think it's worth looking into and planning just for the pure feeling of being alive. How about you, friend? What could you do to provide adventure therapy for yourself? I'm just betting there's a little urge inside of you to step out of your comfort zone too and see what you're made of. Hmm? Friend, if you feel like your life could use a jump start, sorry, didn't mean that literally, but if you're wondering why you can't get past your fears to allow yourself some kind of adventure that directly impacts the four essential areas of your life, I'd love to be your life coach and help get you free. I've put a link in the show notes for a free 30-minute call just so we can see if we're a good fit to work together and show you how life coaching would work for you. Also, don't forget to get the free downloadable guide that complements these past two episodes. It has a few prompt questions that will help you personally work through some of the things I've talked about today. It's kind of like a little life coaching at home. Have a wonderful week, friends. See you next Wednesday for the next episode of Another Beautiful Life Podcast.